Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, and welcome to the Roman Around the League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. In today's episode, we look at the NFC East draft classes. I want to look at players that the Washington Ball team will be dealing with the next few years. There's some guys that give Washington fits like Devontae Smith and Micah Parsons, to name a few. I'll also take a brief look at their free agent signings. So with all that being said, let's get started. Before I get into the draft classes, I want to hit a little bit on the Charles Leno signing for the Washington football team. As of time of recording, he just signed a one-year $5 million deal with the team. I think it's a really good signing for Washington. He's a you know above-average left tackle, started over 90 consecutive games. It's a really good deal to have Sam Cosme sit and learn for a year. You know, Cosme's still a little raw. Uh, like I mentioned, the draft, the Washington Ball Team Review podcast, podcast was that you know he he needs to work on his technique and just refinement and you know just he's still you know a young raw player. So I think it's good to have a guy like Charles Leno start on the left side and you know protect Ryan Fitzpatrick's blind side next year. And a five million dollars a deal, five million dollar deal. I think it's a really good signing. It's not too much. I think it's a really good deal for a starting left tackle. You know, you saw Eric Fisher sign with the Colts earlier this week for a little over $9 million, and he's not even going to play the whole season due to that torn Achilles. So I think the Charles Leno signing is a really good, you know, deal for the team. And, you know, it gives him a really competent offensive line with, you know, Leno at left tackle. I guess left guard is going to be between Eric Flowers, Wes Schweitzer, and Sadiq Charles. Center, center you have Charles Roulier. Right guard is going to be Sheriff. And right tackle, you have Morgan, Morgan Moses. So, you know, really quality left and right side of that offensive line and really is a really solid center they gave him a nice deal towards the end of last year next a little bit by mccain he came and visited on monday and came and left uh obviously i've you know heard from john kime that on his podcast that you know he doesn't seem like it seems like money might be an issue there um you know mccain's a solid player you know he kind of fits what ron rivera likes in leadership style and versatility he can play slot corner and free safety he's a little underside free safety but um, a guy just a smart player and you know said versatility wise he can play the slot he had a really good first couple years in the slot in Miami and I think he's a good player just Flores wanted his guy and Jason McCourty so you know he and McCain was making seven million dollars so I think it's a little rich for him so you know if Washington get him in that three to four million dollar range you know for one year I think it'd be a good seal to have them you know play free safety pair with Landon Collins and Cam Curl you know he, he's definitely an upgrade whoever they're putting out there free safety unless they decide that you know Cam Curl's a guy they can play free safety you know based off his Arkansas tape I think he can he's a good cover guy he played corner when he first got to Arkansas so you know maybe the plan is for Cam Curl to play more free safety than we think so if that's the case then you know Bobby McCain would really be more of a depth signing but I think he definitely has potential to be a starter if the you know Washington team does go that route. So now looking at the draft classes for the NFC East, you know, first look at the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, the first pick for them was Michael Parsons of Penn State. Um, second round them with Calvin Joseph, cornerback from Kentucky. They had three third rounders: Osa Udigizua from UCLA, defensive tackle; Chauncey Golson from Iowa, and Deshaun Wright from Oregon State. And they had a couple other picks as well. I'm not going to go, you know, pick by pick with them. But you know, overall, Michael Parsons is he was in my opinion, the most talented defensive player in this draft class. 
Now, the question with him was off-field issues. He had the hazing scandal and um, at Penn State or locker room hazing, whatever you want to call it. Um, definitely, you know, a big sign of immaturity and just, you know, almost kind of more of a bully type kind of per se. So, yeah, it's more off-field issues with him. Also, some questions about how much he loves the game. Um, if he's able to rectify that, he's going to be a really good linebacker for them. He's going to eventually replace uh, Leighton Van Der Esch or Jalen Smith. Those guys are not long for their, especially Van Der Esch, so they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. But Parsons is a guy, like I said, if he can rectify his off-the-field issues, he'll be a solid player for them. Kelvin Joseph is a good corner for them in Kentucky. Really talented player, really good ball skills. Dallas definitely needs corner help, um, so they did a good job getting Calvin Joseph. Um, also from UCLA, the defense tackle, another strong interior player. They need they need defensive line help very, you know, very sorely with inside and outside. Demarcus, excuse me, Dexter Lawrence, and Demarcus Lawrence, excuse me, Demarcus Lawrence is a guy that hasn't played as well since he got his big deal from them. They need some outside help. Um, that's why they went Golson from Iowa. Not really high on him. They reached for Golson and Deshaun Wright in the third round. Deshaun Wright's a tall, skinny corner from Oregon State. Um, he was more of a day three prospect, but they picked him in the third round. But again, the cornerbacks, maybe those guys can hit for them. Uh, Jabril Cox could be a steal in the fourth round for them. Uh, the biggest issue with him was his line, with excuse me, was a shoulder injury. That's why he dropped so hard. Apparently, some teams don't think that he will ever be 100% with that shoulder. But if Dallas was comfortable with it, and if he's able to reach his potential, they have another good linebacker right there for them. Uh, Josh Ball was their other fourth-round pick, a tackle from Marshall. Another guy with off-the-field concerns. Dallas clearly didn't seem too uh, deterred by that this off this draft. You know, Ball was a guy that started his career at Florida State before getting kicked out for domestic violence, and that's why he finished in Marshall. But the Cowboys definitely need offensive line help just because a lot of those guys are getting up there in age and they're consistently injured, it seems. So Ball is a guy that, you know, eventually could be a swing tackle for them. Um, and then later in the draft, getting a guy like Simi Fuoco, wide receiver from Stanford. He went later than I expected. Big-bodied guy. Dallas has really doesn't need help a wide receiver, but, you know, Gallup's a free agent after this year. Uh, Mari Cooper, all of his guaranteed money is gone after this year, so maybe they move on from one of those two, and Fioco can be one of their top three receivers. He was a guy that consistently made plays for Davis Mills with a jump ball, um, tendency and back shoulder throws. And then Israel Mamuku, uh, Mamuka, excuse me, from South Carolina, I actually liked him better than Sean Wright, big long corner. They got him in the sixth round. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a bit better contributor to them than Wright coming out of uh, South Carolina. Um, you know, overall for them, um, just because I, I wouldn't take as many risks on off-field issues, and they picked a lot of boomer bust guys, I'm going to give them a B-, minus um, with the potential to be a much higher grade if those guys turn into booms, whether it's the Nishan Wrights, you know, plays a lot better than I anticipated, if Jabril Cox is able to stay healthy, if Micah Parsons, you know, proves that he's off-field issues behind him, and even Calvin Jones is, you know, he's a guy that can really, can really pair with Trevon Diggs, so, you know, B- minus for my flavor just because a lot of boom and bust material but like i said if they get that boom it could be more to a a range and again a lot of these draft grades are more of you know can't really be proven till you know three four years down the line so but just you know my initial reaction that's what i'm giving them free agency they you know picked up guys like keanu neal and demonte casey former falcon players guys that would have history with dan quinn keanu neal was a guy that they were considering transitioning lineback linebacker but i don't see that's still the case with them drafting parsons and cox and they already have obviously van Deresh and um jalen smith so maybe neil stays at strong safety now demonte case is a free safety i wouldn't be surprised if he's a free safety the starting for safety for them 
they picked up a couple guys on the defensive line, like Brent Urban as well. They never, they didn't really have too many impact guys in free agency, but you know, overall, their offseason, like I said, kind of that B minus range, especially like I said with the draft. And like I said, they didn't make too many splashes in the free agency. Next would be the New York Giants. They had a total of six picks. Um, Kadarius Tony was the highlight in the first round. Um, my favorite pick them for them was Aziz Ojolari from Georgia. In the second round, he was a steal for them. Um, he's going to be a good outside rusher. Had a great pro day. You know, four four speed type. They sorely need outside pass rushing help, and Ojolari is a guy that can and maybe give that to them. They also picked another edge rusher in Elson Ellerson Smith from Northern Iowa. The guy's going to take the time to develop, coming from a FCS program, but has talent. And then Aaron Robinson, the cornerback from UCF, is a guy that solid player could play outside and inside at corner um, and a guy that can help them right away for them. They've, they've had a good, they've made a lot of moves in free agency as well. Um, obviously getting Kenny Galladay, Adoria Jackson, Kyle Rudolph, Devontae Booker running back, Shelton, uh, Danny Shelton, the no tackle position for them after losing Dalvin Tomlinson. So they, they, there's a team, that's a team that made a lot of moves this offseason through the draft and free agency. Um, as far as their draft grade, I'm giving the B, um, especially since they were able to move back from 11 to 20 and still get a guy like Kadarius Tony and pick up future draft capital uh, next year. Kadarius Tony is a guy that I liked coming out of Florida, more of a gadget receiver at this point in his career. You get him the ball out of the backfield in the slot. Um, they have a good amount of weapons um, now for Daniel Jones. A lot of it's going to depend on him going forward if he can get them the ball, like the Kenny Galladay's, Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard. Um, yeah, just and just to name a few. So, um, and they, they have more weapons as well. And obviously, they call Barkley's coming. Barkley's coming back. Evan Ingram. So, if, if Daniel Jones is able to show what he can do, and they, they, they will be a threat to Washington, you can't deny that. Um, but and their defense is solid. They had a really good defense last year. They upgraded with Doria Jackson, and hopefully, Ojolari is a good player for them. You know that they're by their standards. And um, but you know, I I don't see too much from Daniel Jones these first two years. I don't know how much better he's going to get. So again, a lot of that rides on him for them, uh, for their success going forward. Uh, I'm going to give him a B grade between draft and free agency. Tony was a good player, like I said, in the first round to give Daniel Jones more weapons and free agency get a guy, Kenny Galladay on the outside. I think they overpaid Kenny Galladay, especially since they looks like they were bidding against no one because no one was willing to give him that big of a deal. So, but if he turns out to be, you know, the player he was the first couple of years of Detroit, they have a really good um, X receiver there. Adoria Jackson's another corner that they got. Kind of, I thought overpaid him as well. Three years, thirty-nine million dollars with a lot of injury history, but a lot of talent there. He's only twenty-five as well, so they had a little more boom and bust factor in their their off season as well. Uh, next, Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they had a total of nine picks. Um, obviously, Devontae Smith was their key pick in the first round. Traded up with Dallas from 12 to 10 to get him throwing a third round pick in this year. Um, that's my favorite player for them in this draft class. Devontae Smith was my clear number two receiver uh, opposite Jamar Chase. You know, behind Jamar Chase, Devontae's a guy that consistently gets open at Alabama. The stats speak for himself of him being a Heisman Trophy winner. He's a guy that, you know, Washington's going to have to contend with going forward. That's why they have it. But, you know, Washington loaded up on defense with Jamin Davis and Benjamin St. Juice at corner and free agency with William Jackson and. Um, even Daryl Roberts is a you know fourth or fifth corner. So you know Devonte Smith is a guy. Philly hit needs weapons. The second straight year they drafted a receiver in the first round after getting Jalen Rager last year. And Devonte Smith is going to be their clear number one. Has a rapport with Jalen Hurts, so he's a guy that you know Washington's going to have to deal with for you know the next four or five years at the least. Um, and a guy that's only going to get better. Um, love the way he gets off the line, especially at his size. I don't think spot size is going to be a factor for him. So yeah, that's a really good pick for Philly. Atlanta Dickerson in the second round was another good pick for them from Alabama. 
only thing with him is that he doesn't have um he has a lot of durability issues he's been consistently injured throughout his college career going back to his career at florida state before transferring to alabama if he can finally stay healthy they have a starting list center that can take over jason kelsey in the future uh, but again durability was a big question with that pick um, they picked Zach, Zach McPherson in Texas, from Texas Tech in the fourth round at corner. If I was them, I would have gone cornerback sooner. Um, they definitely need cornerback out. Darius Slay is a fine number one corner, but they really don't have much after him. Um, and I really like their Kenneth game. We'll pick the running back from Memphis. That's a good pick for them. He's a guy they can mix with Miles um, Sanders and play even a little bit out of the slot as a receiver. Good third down running back. That was a good pick for them in the fifth round. Um, and even a guy like Jacoby Stevens in the sixth round, he could play safety at LSU as one of their better defenders the last couple of years. Philadelphia has a lot of issues in their secondary, so a guy like Jacoby Stevens would be a good pick for them. But, but you know, having said that, like I said, I think they need a cornerback sooner. I give them a B minus for the draft just because I think they should have gone with corner a little sooner. But, you know, overall getting a guy like Devontae Smith and A.J. Jalen Hurts a weapon a true number one weapon is a really good pick for them obviously cornerback quarterback was an issue for them as well i don't know if jalen hurts is their guy going forward he showed you know flashes in those four games it seemed like they're putting a lot of faith in him going the next year but you know they have three potentially three first round picks next year so that's something they could do if they find out jalen hurts is not the guy free agency they got anthony harris a good free safety from minnesota linebacker eric wilson from minnesota joe flacco to help backup or I guess what I've heard compete with Jalen Hurts I don't know that's probably more of a facade than anything else and they picked up Kerry and Johnson off waivers from the Lions at running back so they've got a, added a few running backs a pair of Miles Sanders who's a guy that's had injury history and Kerry on Johnson and Kenneth Gainwell it's what they needed um, but yeah you know B minus in, in the draft probably the same C plus B minus level and free agency just because they didn't they also didn't have enough money they did what they could do um, and like I said I don't know they're putting a lot of eggs in their basket with uh, Jalen Hurts so um, I think by all standards, the Giants had the better offseason of these three teams. Um, I think Philly is the clear last team in this division as of things constricted. And I think Washington and Dallas and the Giants are you know, all going to be battling for that number one spot you know, come this fall. So, um, yeah, I talked about the Washington draft last last episode. I think the Washington you know, had a better complete draft than these teams because they hit a lot of their needs and you know, consistently... Is getting this team better. The Washington had a great free agency as well with William Jackson and Curtis Samuel, um, now adding Charles Leno. Um, obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the most quality quarterback. So, you know, in future weeks, I'm going to maybe give more breakdown of this division and see who I think is going to be the winner and, you know, who could, who could consider the favorite. You got the schedule coming out this week, and I'll probably hit on some of those opponents going forward throughout the summer, maybe break down those teams to see what, you know, fans can expect to look for when those matchups come to fruition, you know, this fall. But with that, that will conclude this Roman Run League episode. You know, overall, the NFC teams, NFC East teams had solid draft classes and off-seasons as a whole. You know, it should be a complete division, competitive division. Um, but like I stated earlier, I think the Washington team, you know, should be considered the favorites after the moves they made this off-season. And, of course, being, you know, the reigning NFC East champion. I hope you enjoy this edition of the pod. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at Roman Run League underscore pod thanks for listening please rate and subscribe this is your host tyler roman signing off see you next time